when a lot of us think about artificial intelligence in machine learning, we think of code, we think of very technical people in master's degrees. Today on 365 Tech, Ashutosh comes on to talk about how now data science and machine learning and artificial intelligence are becoming more accessible to people without coding degrees, without technical backgrounds. General people are now given the tools to get involved and to start leveraging machine learning, artificial intelligence, and data science in everyday applications. Hey, Ashu, welcome. Hi, hi, Patrick, how are you? It, I'm doing much better now that I'm hearing from you. It has been way too long since we've talked last. I just finished uh, the introduction. And I totally forgot how much we collaborated while we were living in Chicago. And then I also forgot you, we've been messaging since on LinkedIn a little bit about blockchain. So it's not like we haven't talked in a long time, but it, it's kind of felt like it because I remember when we were hanging out at Uptake in Chicago, we would just talk to each other all the time. And at lunch, we'd do those little push-up sets, kept oh, yeah. us in shape while we were coding and stuff, which was just an added benefit. Uh, that was so, fun yes. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about uh, what your background is. I I know you, and I know where you came from in Illinois, but can you talk a little bit about uh, what your background is, how you got to, uh, one, working in Chicago, and two, where you're at now? Just kind of fill everybody in on what your background is. Sure. Um, so I did my undergrad in electronics and communication, sort of kept kept in touch with how the internet evolved and everything. Um, and my first job was actually in a digital marketing firm when I was very quickly exposed to like a ton of data happening um, with, with, with respect to like Google AdWords and optimizing marketing ROI and stuff. And it was pretty much evident with, with the trends going on around the world that data science is definitely going to be the next big thing. So I had a little bit of selfish reasons in, my, in the back of my head. I just wanted to get the best job there is, the, the highest paying job. So I took up data science in my in my master's for a couple of years which led me to a lot of amazing opportunities which led me to meeting a lot of amazing people um that's where i met i met you at uptake and after uptake i moved down to california and right now i'm working for realtor.com as a data scientist and you're doing so that can't be it because you're doing research and other stuff on the side what was that thing you said I think it was a couple months ago. You sent me something that you had written on blockchain. Oh yes, um, this was about a year ago when when the whole blockchain and decentralized applications started making headlines. I was very I knew everybody was talking about it, but nobody, not a lot of people, actually made sense about this. So I, I just wanted to research about this on my own. And yes, um, of course, like when you look at the amount of people talking about it. It, it is definitely overrated in terms of what people make out of it. But if you actually find, read about the underlying tech and if you use the application for what it's meant to be, uh, I think blockchain has the potential to to build a network which can potentially never be destroyed um, easily. It would take a lot more, it would take it a lot more um, effort to bring down a network of that size and, and security as compared to a normal a normal network so that is the application which which people do not see right now but you know yes one of the things i love about you and you've already mentioned this twice 
is that you find something that everybody is talking about. You find something where there's a massive societal interest. And then you don't just take the public's word for it. You go out and you're developing your own opinion on it. And the second example, what I really dug is you didn't just research for yourself. You then took that opinion, that perspective that you developed by getting a whole bunch of knowledge and facts, and you spread that out to the world. I think that's incredible and it enables collaboration so that way we can accelerate decades much faster to hopefully bring blockchain technology, as you're talking about, in a practical sense to businesses, to society, to start improving humanity. Yeah, we have seen it in cryptocurrency and we've seen positives and negatives with cryptocurrency, but if we do a little bit more research and if we talk about it, we can start applying it now. I think it's, it's more of a cultural thing. Um, in fact, if you look at how the open source development has, has improved over the last few years, you can see the, the reason why, why so many people have caught on to it. Like most of the people who develop open source software make sure it's available free for everybody and they bring on uh, people who want to contribute to, the, to, to whatever open source software is built. I, I think this is one of the most important attitude change that, that people need to bring about themselves. Writing good, good software is not just about making good money from it but it's also about making this place a better place this world a better place and and i think open source and collaboration as you put it is plays a very key key role in it and absolutely behind that i don't i i am 100 in the open source community my internship at amazon is actually on uh one of their open source projects called free artos which is mm-hmm. the the most popular operating system for microcontrollers because for me right now i see a lot of uh, promise in the IoT community. And I think IoT, Internet of Things, is going to just continue to get more popular over the next couple of years. So I'm doing a big investment of my time and energy in that space. But blockchain, I think, is going to contribute to that as well, especially with the ability to communicate assets and make transactions of assets. I think that keeping accurate records is one application. I really don't want to talk too much about blockchain because I feel like you know way more than I do. So me saying anything is just gonna. <laughs> it's, if 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 we have to talk about the three most important tech uh, technologies right now in the world, according to me, is is blockchain for for the decentralization of whatever application you're building, and the second one would be IoT because if you don't have things to connect among, there is there is no not you don't need uh, any any network to connect things, and the third one would definitely be. Uh, artificial intelligence or machine learning. So these three things, if you are in any one of them, it's good. But if you bring all three in your skill sets, trust me, you're going to create a great synergy in this world. Ooh, ooh, I like that. One thing I wanted to bring up with you, um, I feel like I can't remember if I had this discussion with you or with the other employees that we had met at Uptake, but the use of the term artificial intelligence. Some people get kind of weirded out when you say artificial intelligence and they're like, artificial intelligence isn't here that's general artificial intelligence and that's not here for decades do you when you hear people talking about machine learning data science uh, artificial intelligence are there terms that you prefer to use or does it all kind of mean the same thing to you i personally um used i started off by hating the term artificial intelligence simply because people bring with it a lot of uh, a, a big bring with it a negative emotion and because of which it may not be true, but it does bring about a resistance when people are when you ask people to like come on board with with a technology like that. There is no such thing uh, which is happening right now. Obviously, artificial intelligence is not developed to an extent where it can destroy the world. But 
it's it's more about statistics and math and simply using the data that is already there to make better decisions this this is machine learning and data science which is very different from what people perceive as artificial intelligence which 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 people think is evil and might you know bring about our own destruction these are very two different things so people must know the difference but in in the sense if you're talking about um if if you're using this using data to make decision making is kind of an intelligence but it's not what people think or perceive as artificial intelligence i agree there's that connotation that as soon as you say artificial intelligence you picture a robot on the cover of the new york times taking over the planet and if you say machine learning that has a totally different connotation mm-hmm. i'm yes yes 100% so let's let's kind of shift to the future we started off talking today uh i saw that uh article from the verge that's talking about this company called lobe which offers drag and drop solutions for ai or i'm sorry for machine learning in ai so that way you can uh just being a non-technical person go in and you can drag a couple blocks in together and then you can have a fully functioning machine learning application in a couple seconds without any lines of code do you you also so when i when i saw that article my mind immediately went to you and it was like the conversations that we've had around the future of ai and around the long term trends in data science while we were at uptake do you did you get a chance to look at that article with the drag and drop i i did i did so this is what i feel about like the application of data science and machine learning um you don't have to so always tap into an unsaturated market in order to like change any application to the fullest so i think instead of uh, doing some research and putting your effort in improving any particular algorithm it's better to take existing algorithms already and applying it on uh, applying it on things and applications so i think providing an interface for for non technical people to already use the existing algorithms and make it sort of easy for them is is a brilliant initiative even though it might not lead the most accurate results there are a few scenarios where you don't need a 100% accurate result but an 80% accurate result would 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 improve uh, would improve the current system so much more than what it is right now so i think that is a space that should be tapped in immediately for the short term goals and maybe maybe we should look into making those these applications better or more accurate maybe 20 30 years down the line but for now i think these drag and drop applications which anybody can use is amazing i think you put it the, the right way yeah you said some people are going to be able to use it but it's not perfect and it's it'll provide 80% accuracy or it That's definitely totally won't be as accurate yeah and it's totally fine it's like right now that group of people the the 95% of humanity who knows nothing about machine learning and artificial intelligence have no way to interact with that unless they learn how to code learn tensorflow or some other r language programming and then they get into it but now that lobes out anybody and their brother can sit down drag a couple boxes together and then at least have a general concept of how their application can work and then they can test a couple different fields and ideas before they really go and invest in a developer team and invest in the research and in the hardware and all of that they can they can do a little bit of research first get an idea and then they can go explore which is going to i think increase our rate of innovation even faster than we already are it's like every new remix every way that we take existing technologies and combine them in a new way to make a new thing just creates so many new opportunities that we never even dreamed were 
I'm really excited to see where it's going. And I'm glad that you are too. To be honest, I was, I saw some stuff in the article where it was talking about people saying how bad it was that you're not going to get hundred percent accuracy. But, but your thought is again, not everything needs hundred percent accuracy. Mm-hmm. That, that is that. So, yep. Yeah. I'm not, I'm glad we connected really well. There was a lot less, uh, this dis, dis, uh, dissonance there a lot less conflict than I was expecting so what do you uh, for the next couple of years what is your you spoke on those three topics uh, is there anything that you're checking up on daily something that you're like this is right around the corner once this comes out it's going to unleash so many new things are there any technologies you're watching in particular like real specific uh, I Nothing so far. I'm just taking it. I'm just taking a, a little time off for the for now. But uh, if there's anything that I would, um, if there's anything that I would want, if that if I could wish, some people would would develop. Um, I think it would be. Um, so I I've noticed that with my experience that the main problem with artificial intelligence or machine learning is that the source of the data itself is, is, is a little corrupted and because of which you can never get accurate results. So if there's anything that I would like to spend my time on is like getting more accurate data sources, getting getting the inception of the data on point and maybe then think of applications. Ashu, I cannot thank you enough for bringing your expertise and perspective on the show. I'm going to be pushing this episode out because you just brought so many value bombs onto the show. I don't think anyone's going to be ready. <laughs> Yep. So thank you. So thank you for coming on, and uh, and we will definitely stay in touch to keep collaborating in the future. My pleasure.